0: You're listening to Under the Sun Podcast. Get ready for interviews with guests that are experts and enthusiasts in all kinds of fields and topics where we discuss a little bit of everything. Everything? Everything. What about everything? everything? You heard it, folks. Nothing is off limits. If it's under the sun, we're talking about it. Ready to have your mind melted. melted? And now, the dawn of discourse, the connoisseur of conversation, the chief of chit-chat, your host, Evan Dixon.
1: Five, four, three, two, one. Ryan Moga, (laughs) I just have one question for you, buddy. And what is that? How are you doing? I am doing so fine. How about yourself, Evan? Oh, I'm doing good. I just came from the gym. Oh, yeah. Just got a nice chest day in. You looked pumped. Right? (laughs) And this is where, well, no, I I know you're from high school, but, I mean, dude, you're like my unofficial gym partner. Yeah, I mean, we see each other from the gym. Right. uh, Time to
2: time, and I say we give each other enough motivation just through those conversations. I agree,
1: man. I mean, I see that dump truck ass, and I'm like, oh, God, I need to work on these legs more. No, I know. I need to start wearing looser pants because (laughs) it's becoming a distraction to people. (laughs) (laughs) I need to start – I can't wait for winter to come around when I can wear sweatpants so it it makes the illusion that I do have big legs, although I don't. No, you see, I wear
2: those to make mine look smaller just so it, you know, humbles me and pushes me to work harder for them oh yeah oh yeah no i can't wear them because i get swamp ass and it's disgusting
1: (laughs) isn't it terrible it's so bad do you think that's from working out or the pre-workout i think it's genetic i full-heartedly
2: believe that because i most of the time i'll just be standing around and like i profusely sweat Mm -hmm. mostly just the entire body which is to a degree you could You could blame it on uh, evolution that my body, you know, is just so efficient at cooling itself down. It just needs to sweat specifically in the ass area. But, you know, uh, I'd attribute it to just, I'm the one sweaty man.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you're talking to the guy that sweats all the time. I have hyperhidrosis, which is excessive sweating. And let me tell you, it's the worst thing ever because one there's certain shirts you can't wear because I will have it doesn't matter it can be winter buddy it can be minus 10 degrees I don't give a shit I will have those pit stains I get pit stains every fucking time and it's very annoying but I mean it's 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 genetic Chase has it Reese has it I think um I think it came from my grandpa on my mom's side but I'm not sure I'm not going to you know do some ancestry.com to track yeah, this down of course you are yeah.
2: <laughs> i mean like you said i can't wear gray uh, working or like workout pants just because of that i can never do the gray sweatpants challenge and i think that's a real loss to that cause
1: no i think <laughs> i think you're doing yourself a favor i mean wearing gray sweatpants is fun don't get me wrong but i just think there's too much um selfishness behind it maybe oh yeah. yeah I don't think selfishness is the right word but it's too powerful of a weapon. I don't know I mean it's basically just to show off your ass right yeah which is fine because I've done it before yeah but I mean uh, it's yeah. it's good to I don't think it's the worst thing to not you know wear great sweatpants yeah
2: well I've noticed Evan at the gym like I said motivation that keeps us going is I guess our mutual appreciation for each other's asses <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know what's ironic is that I have just so many gray shirts. I have I have all these shirts that you know, if you sweat at all, you're going to see it. And I still wear them. I I don't know why, but I think some of it is maybe because one I would just wear about 10% of my wardrobe and two it would be the same colors. It'd be white and black. So that's those are the colors that have the least contrast, right? So it's it's definitely annoying. But you know what's annoying is when you're hanging out with like a girl or something, and then you know they just need to make a big deal out of it. Oh yeah. I mean I understand, but there's to a point where I don't understand because this is something that we can't control, right? Mm-hmm. I've taken pills. I've tried like there's like some sort of it's basically lube that you put on your armpits that's supposed to help, but
2: my brother did it for his hands mm-hmm. because they sweat so much. But
1: yeah. Yeah exactly, but. I just don't like it when people treat as if it's this nasty thing. And I'm not going to lie. It's like, I don't know. It's not, how would I put this? What's the word I'm looking for? I guess it's not normal, I'd say, but it's also not disgusting. No. I've hung out with plenty of people, guys and girls that are like, oh, that's just so gross. And I'm like, well, go fuck yourself, buddy, because I cannot control it,
2: you know? yeah like it's like you have the two sort of, you have the dichotomy of lifting where you have one is like your clean uh, pristine gym that like you know you have your uh fabletics uh, shark uh, what's it uh, gym shark lifting uh jim shark jim yeah. shark jim shark all, yeah. all those brands sort of lifting that um caters to the upper echelon of just prist- yeah pristine lifting then you have the dirty uh <laughs> back uh, basement gym where you got you know people like us who make their own cutoffs just get dirty and grimy and sweaty the bars like got the grit and grime from every pass lifter passed down to you know use use while you're lifting it's just and i've always been used to that in football that's where i got my lifting and it's like sort of i've been conditioned in that environment where like it's just the boys lifting and right brute monkey strength just pure testosterone in the room so it's like going uh or even just transferring from that environment to like say your local gym or like um even for me back in high school when i went after football training and weight training that is to just regular weight training for the school mm-hmm. like having all these you know different kinds of people who didn't come from that uh football weightlifting environment just you know, you can tell the difference because
1: you're the one getting all sweaty and they're just like, why are you trying so hard? <laughs> <two>. <laughs> you know, I always did like hang out with the boys while I worked out because sweating isn't a big deal. You know, the, the more you sweat is actually like, you know, the more you're working hard and the mm-hmm. more you get praised for it. Mm-hmm. Didn't necessarily like the praise. I just, nec- I really love that. I wasn't like, ew, oh my God, he's sweating. <laughs> like, uh, it's just, it's mildly annoying. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Um,
2: well, I mean, that's why I just appreciate the bro tank or cutoff is just Same, like you yeah. said with your, um, that's what um, I'm wearing right shoes. now. Yeah.
1: Like I, I, wear bro tanks all the time oh, yeah. in winter and summer you know. and it's mainly just cause, you know, I don't have to worry about the pit stains or whatever. Oh, yeah. it's, it's not,
2: it's not showing off physique. Oh it's, dude, it's, it's, it's definitely, air it's definitely
1: not to show off physique.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, no, I get that. Like, like we were saying earlier in the gym, like even for not like, um, manscaping our chest and say like, you don't care
1: like you show it off you're like this is for me not for you <laughs> sometimes you even feel self-conscious in the gym mm-hmm. when i sweat because i don't know sometimes i feel like i'm getting a look but that's just me being paranoid you know but there's definitely like women in the gym and i'm like oh god am i sweating too much which is just dumb because the gym is where you're supposed to sweat where you're supposed to get better and work hard right
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah the church of iron you don't get anywhere unless you your debt to the sweat. <laughs> so where'd you get that from? Nah, it just came on the spot, you know. Yo, I no, love that. I just I don't know. Like you said, when you get done with the workout and you're sweating a lot, you get make the equipment all, you know, sweaty. I can get that where you're a little self conscious and but, you know, no one's looking, you don't you don't wash it down. You <laughs> just leave it for the next person. <laughs> all those people that judged you. <laughs> they, <laughs> <laughs> right oh my goodness no no no
1: but yeah um you need, dude you need to give me like your full schedule because i want i i need a workout partner i haven't had a workout partner since probably mid high school and the ones that i went through i mean they're great and i and i love them and, and and they're still and i'm still friends with them but it's usually me that's wanting to go a little bit longer or harder you know It's mainly when I did have a workout partner, it was, okay, let's just do a couple workouts. It was always what they wanted to do, which is fine. Because I just want a workout partner. I wanted to talk to somebody. And usually, like, I mean, the workout was probably cut in half to what I usually do. And I only work out for an hour and a half. So it's not like I work out for three hours or anything. Mm -hmm. It's nothing crazy like that. My uh, workout routine is nothing crazy. It's just the average workout that you do, right?
2: Yeah, my routine's been pretty static for the past, I'd say, year or two. It's just really bro split type deal. Um, like you say, just going through different partners, you, I mean, when I was less um, less experienced with it, I was more following my partner and just doing whatever they did. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you sort of create your own sort of schedule and deal because I've gone with it where, like you said, you got the people stay there for three and a half, four hours, just, you know, if they're lifting the entire time, even better. But most of it's like socializing, like taking your time type deal. Right. You don't got nothing to do. But then I've worked out with people who get it all done in an hour, and I'm throwing up in the showers afterwards. Because, right. you know, their intensity is there, and you're like, I can see why they're strong, but
1: I don't pertain well to the, quick lift exactly well this is why i don't have a workout partner anymore is because i was always the one that was you know maybe suffering from having a workout partner by not doing like barely anything like we'd always do the bare minimum and then we leave and i was like wait hang on that's it so i started working out on my own just because i didn't i I did my research and i was like okay this is what's going to work for me in the summer this is what's going to work for me in the winter and i you know i have a set schedule like monday through saturday is you know this day or that day like chest day leg day whatever right Mm -hmm. and it's always worked out for me and now you know you fast forward a couple years later i'm like i really want someone that i can talk to in between sets or maybe it's mainly just someone that can push me because sometimes i plateau with myself and it's usually like around every four weeks where i'm like jesus i haven't changed my workouts i haven't even changed rep ranges like i I don't need someone to necessarily hold me accountable. I just need someone to help me remind me to push myself.
2: No, yeah. Um that's definitely the thing. When you cuz I've been doing the same thing like you said, working out by myself for the past like, two months now cuz I was so used to having a partner who pushes you. And like it was nice cuz like myself in the earlier stages of lifting. I was leading those workouts, so I feel like Maybe I benefited the most out of it just because then you have someone who's there to safeguard heavier weights and you feel like you can progress faster and, you know, put more weight on just because you have that partner who's also pushing you. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about one, having a good lifting partner and two, uh, having that happy medium that, you know, really uh,
1: gets the full extent out of the gym. Exactly. Do you have a goal for when you go to the gym? Like, are you, is it like, are you trying to bulk? Are you trying to cut? Are you just trying to stay healthy?
2: Um, mostly stay healthy just because this habit that I've developed through it is just really, I've seen it makes me the happiest and feels the best. It's therapeutic. It is. It really is. Like the gym is one of my like happy places, you know, how cliche that sounds. But like, I know a lot of great people there make good conversations, uh, you know, I get a workout in, which um, always releases those endorphins
1: and makes it feel better. Well, the gym that we go to, Prestige Fitness, <coughs> is—I really love the community there mm-hmm. because you can tell it's people that have been living here for a long time, which isn't bad. But you can just tell, you know, they—they've been in Arvada for a while and they just love the environment they're in, and they—and they always just have this positive attitude.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh
1: my goodness. It's 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 like it's like a family almost. Yeah. E- even the person you don't talk to, like to the right on the treadmill, you know, like I kind of feel like we're we kind of have something here. No, yeah. You know? I mean, you've seen them for years on it. You have the special connection.
2: It. Yeah. And you, even if you haven't talked to them, you've seen them for like those four years that you know you guys go at the same time towards the deal, And you know, even better, you go at a different time, and they're there, and you're like, what's going on we're on each other's cycles?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah prestige is a special place it is dear to my heart (laughs) (laughs) yeah um well the reason i lift is it was mainly for sports and i've said this many times Mm -hmm. but it's worth repeating you know it used to be just for sports but now it's just it's kind of my therapy and it's also like being healthy right yeah i really hate the people that they frown upon not them going to the gym, just us going to the gym. Like they're like, they're like, "Evan, all you ever do is go to the gym, and I'm like, "Well, I mean, not really. I mean, I go five days a week, but it's for an hour and a half, two hours tops. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but this is definitely not even in the same fucking ballpark of a bad habit to get into. No. It's not even a bad habit, no. you know. I can understand if you're one of those gym rats where all you talk about is gym because because there's people there. Maybe not necessarily a prestige, but if you go to like a place that takes lifting very seriously, like Armbrust or Gold's Gym, that's because I've been there a couple times. It's kind of the environment. Like, okay, I live and breathe the gym. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, but I can see why people get annoyed when you try to talk to someone like that, and the only thing they can bring up is like, yeah, I'm on this new, I'm on this new product, or you know, I'm getting ready for competition, or whatever. And yeah, I get it. It can get annoying after a couple months, and. You know, I knew a couple gym rats that were like that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think anything different of them, but I can dev. But I was like, "Do you talk about anything else?" You know? Yeah. Well, I mean. Definitely nothing wrong with it though. No, yeah. They... For 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 some people, that's all they have, and you know what? Exactly. There is fucking nothing wrong with that, yeah. because there's way worse things you can get into, such as you know, alcoholism or narcotics or opioids or some shit. Yeah.
2: But you do have those people who associate with it and as and you know as their only personality but um to be honest as much as it doesn't annoy me like you said but it does intimidate me a bit those those, um super uh strong man gyms type deal right like you know maybe when i was younger that appealed to me as in i was like oh that'd be so cool to be that strength or strong and huge put on that kind of mass But now it's just, which I think is my happy medium, is just being able to slowly progress and see improvements and keep that commitment. Even if there isn't that much improvement each day, it's um, enough uh, satisfaction if I go uh, and keep that committed schedule.
1: Yeah, I get that. Well, all right. Are you ready to get into... Why you're here, Mr. Ryan Moga? Yes. Okay, so it's a topic that I wanted to talk about when this happened a couple weeks ago, but uh, who was I going to have on? I think her name was Taylor. Um, she doesn't necessarily specialize in this, but she definitely follows like this kind of topic category from time to time, but she got a strep throat, so... Uh-huh. Yeah. Thoughts to her. <laughs> yeah. Right, so... You want to know what I love about living in Colorado? Hmm. It's it's a little slice of heaven. It's it's a little bit of everything. You can go up in the mountains and you can go camping. You can go skiing. You can you can go rock climbing and you can go hiking. You can do all these things. And then guess what? You can, you can live the city life as well. You know, Denver, Colorado is a fucking city where you can go to the bars. You can live the city slash frat life, and you can you can do stuff like that and then you can go out into the plains and you can you know you can fly planes i know a lot of people that do that out by the dia there's so much stuff you can do in colorado it's almost fucking limitless right Mm -hmm. the only thing we don't have is a beach but still you can go out to well mcconaughey is nebraska but you can go to like Chatfield Reservoir if you have a boat and you can surf behind it, you can wakeboard, you can there's so many activities you can do in Colorado, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I fucking love it because there's so many different things you can do. But what I don't hate, but what I do hate about it is it's just this hot spot for shootings. Whether it's schools or just public I just feel you know, at least once a month there's just some tragedy that strikes and the one that i'm talking about is um the fuzzies taco shooting that was like two weeks ago and officer um gordon beasley right yeah and he unfortunately got shot and killed Mm -hmm. which sucks and because i guess a lot of people knew him um i i never did i know some some girl told me he used to come to Oberon Middle School and just sing carols and stuff. And I've seen videos of it, too. And he just looked like this vibrant guy who just had a positive attitude and a smile on his face every day. And rest, rest in peace to him. He's he's so awesome mm-hmm. from what I've seen. And unfortunately, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, you have a couple months ago, we had the King Super shooting. Boulder. Yeah, yeah, in Boulder and I went to high school with that guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't I don't think I ever said a word to him, but I definitely saw him in the halls. He was a wrestler. And then I saw that and you know, my heart sank and it was terrible. And then you can just keep going back and back. You can go to the Aurora Theater shooting and you know, you can go back to Columbine. I mean, I think there's a even there's even a documentary about it that we watched my senior year. And it's just so sad because we live because you live in broomfield right we mm-hmm. live so close to these shootings and you know this the one with officer beasley happened in Arvada. i mean it's crazy that this is just happening in our backyard so this is just something i wanted to bring up because i don't know how to feel about what we should do with gun control right mm-hmm. um i am for guns i think maybe there's more benefits than, than, um, problems with them. The, and maybe some of the problem is that we just, we don't, we never see the benefits of them. I think it's maybe we only see the problems of it, but lately with all of these, um, you know, tragedies that are striking, I, sometimes my ideals are shaken about it. Right. Um, so let me start off with asking, like, um, Do you have any experience with like guns? Like, do you go hunting at all or how, so how do you feel about these? Yeah,
2: I've gone shooting from uh, time to time in my life. It's really just usually with friends off on a property, just shooting skeet for the most part on some target practice. I've grown more comfortable with them as I've used them. As before, I would say I had opinions prior to not using them. And I think establishing more credibility, but also a stronger sense of what my beliefs are with um, the Second Amendment and gun rights have definitely, um, you know, been more ingrained through being familiar with them, uh, recognizing their importance, their tool, and uh, being overall, like I said, just more comfortable with them. Um that's pretty much the extent with experience with them but like you said um it's gun control and through these tragic shootings it becomes just such a polarizing issue where it does shed the limelight on you know people who do support it and ask them the tough questions as to how can you still support it why do you still see it as you know something important when there's the possibility that these um tragedies can occur and it's um definitely an important issue to you know have a debate on and you know yes
1: yeah it's just a super tough one especially when my faith and ideals have been shaken about this topic because i've always been pro guns one thousand percent and it's not even from experience of guns. The only gun I've ever held in my hand is a BB gun. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get my hunter's safety uh, in, until 2017. And I haven't even used it since. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have a figure like that in my life that could take me hunting. I used to. He unfortunately passed away in November. Uh, rest in peace, we Grandpa Sam. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he was a great man. But I have never been hunting I've never even held like a gun besides a BB gun I've held a bow and arrow and stuff but here's what I think about guns I think they're they're really good for controlling like population like animal population right if 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 there wasn't if it wasn't for hunting you know certain populations would be way overpopulated and then it would start becoming a problem whether that's you know mountain lions or wolves or deer whatever whatever it might be right i think it's very crucial that we have guns for hunting so we can control certain populations and i know you can say well you know like other animals are going extinct because of hunting which is true that's absolutely true but i choose to see the more beneficial side of hunting right and then there's then there's other things like protection i think um when you have a gun in your house, that is for protection. You don't intend to use it for anything besides protecting your family. So whenever I hear we should get rid of the Second Amendment, at least this was me in the past, like way, like at least two years ago before, you know, I started following like these tragedies, right? I think, I think they're used more for for protection, but we never see that because you're not gonna see something on the news where, you know, a burglar like broke in and, you know, some guy or some guy in a family shot the intruder or whatever um you just don't see that a lot but i think there's a lot more stories out there that are like that where they were used for they were used for protection and you know the intended use to well basically you know protect the family which is what i've already said but recently was seeing all these tragedies i just don't know what to think about it
2: yeah like you said the i even think there's a bit of recency bias just with back to back we both got national wide uh, coverage if i'm not mistaken for the officer beasley death and then like you said two months prior the boulder shooting yeah yeah Which, that
1: got. i think biden covered it mm-hmm. and i was like that guy went to my school
2: yeah, yeah. And it's just, you know, there's already that um, sort of correlation with Colorado and it having Columbine in the past too, just, you know, these big events that have sparked debates about gun control have been associated with the Colorado area and just, you know, the places that they've occurred, which is for the most part, you know, unfortunate. You never want to see that you hate when it has to take a life of someone and you know especially if you view certain ways on the second amendment and gun rights that you want to support it because you know like anything you need to challenge your beliefs and what you you know what you think is right because if it, if it was fully right then why wouldn't everyone agree with it exactly so as as Sad as these events happen and occur, you know, some argue more often than others, you just have to also realize that there are bad and vile people in the world that abuse things and that is why we have laws in place to um, enforce against whether you want restrictions, whether you're not, whether certain areas you can carry those weapons or tools and where you cannot and the main thing i see guns is there's two ways of using them one as for hunting like you stated another defense or you know the coin term the great equalizer because say it's really just going to help defend against uh in a scenario where someone who isn't physically as strong or is as helpless compared to an attacker or know someone who can um take advantage of someone else the main point i would never see it as why you shouldn't have a weapon in that scenario just taking that away would seem unfair and you know in a sense uh what is it contradictory because the more we have these tools in place to help protect people the more i believe it will um Uh, scare off more crime and more attacks so it's like um in a sense it's a uh, greater evil like you know you don't want you don't want to use these for um taking another life or but there just come situations where it is the greater evil and you need to defend yourself you i mean if all men were created uh
1: angels you wouldn't need law but yeah um I honestly don't know and maybe you do so I'll ask it um what qualifies you that you can get a gun and what what other qualities are there on that list to where you can't buy a gun hmm because this is this is one of the things that roams around in my head a lot sometimes I think maybe we should have restrictions like you said because I, and so uninvolved with this topic that I don't even know what qualifies you to get a gun. Like I know um, if you're a felon, can you get a gun? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's basically all I fucking know. <laughs> but from from what I know is you have not a lot of restrictions on and I could be wrong, but I just know there's not a huge Like list of what can prevent you from getting a gun. So do you think you could walk us through like What qualifications you have to have? so Like you I don't
2: know that much But I can tell you what I do know as in just the limitations that are probably more common knowledge that come off the top of my head One is that there's federal and state laws for owning a firearm the main ones is that 18 is when you can legally purchase a firearm as in a shotgun a rifle or um, to that caliber while a handgun you need to be 21 to purchase that does not exclude owning one or harboring one as I think those hard ages are just for purchasing while you can go and shoot and carry ammo as young as 16 Uh, and of course you know you have those people out in the farmlands of states too who use them to hunt and just shoot varmint and pass off their properties too from livestock which you know that goes that'd be more of the you know tool side of things rather than the self-defense you also have more southern states recently adopting a constitutional carry which they're you just need to, I believe, be a certain age, and you can carry like a firearm, uh, concealed.
1: Gotcha. But
2: that's mostly my extent.
1: All right. Well, let's look it up then. So, here's an article. Uh, what are the requirements for buying a handgun in Colorado? So, three requirements to purchase a handgun in Colorado, which is basically what you went over. You got to be a Colorado resident be at least 21 years old, and passing a CBI background check.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, uh, requirements for buying a handgun. Uh, No, yeah, this is basically just the same thing. So, I mean, we can go over disqualifications to buy a handgun is a gun store may refuse to sell a firearm to to an otherwise qualified buyer if he or she is drunk or smells like alcohol, is high or smells like marijuana, or seems to be under the influence of a controlled substance. Furthermore, people may not purchase or possess firearms if they are convicted felons, have been convicted of domestic violence, are fugitives, are drug addicts, are subjects of restraining restraining order for harassing, stalking, or threatening their child or intimate partner, are under indictment for a felony, have agitate. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm Uh, i'm reading this through my boom arm so this is kind of (laughs) hard adjudicated yeah i'm actually like really impressed with how well i'm reading this because half of my vision's (laughs) right now um are undocumented aliens and i'm surprised they haven't canceled for using the word aliens have been dishonorably discharged from the armed forces or has renounced u.s citizenship Hmm. Citizenship. those last two are interesting right right So, I mean, yeah, there's a list there. But if you go back up to the qualifications, it's being a Colorado resident, being at least 21 years old, and passing a background check.
2: And that's for a handgun.
1: Yes, and that's for a handgun. So, it's (laughs) definitely...
2: We'll edit that out. (laughs) Can we edit out the satisfaction? Why? why could it? That's been on my head this entire time.
1: Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. Satisfaction.
2: Satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Ryan, that cracked me that up, man. So I, 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 so I held it together pretty well, though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of doing the podcast like this now is that we can edit out whatever we want. Okay. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so so we were talking about qualifications, right? Mm-hmm. So there was only legit three qualifications you had to be there. You have to be a resident, you gotta be twenty one, and you gotta pass around a background check. And I don't know how far that background check goes to. Like, do you know but or does the background check go into like the disqualifications that we just read off? Do you think I feel
2: like it's more in turn with that, but then also what's it i didn't if i remember none of it it says like if you have i guess if you're a fugitive but is that in terms of like you have a case with you on like you're being federally investigated or on a watch list type deal exactly that was the that was the boulder that was what was so bizarre about the boulder shooting is because the guy was on a watch list from multiple like um Federal investigations. Oh, uh, was he? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Because, well, this gets in a whole can of worms. But it was just because he had, um, he was um, an uh, immigrant from Syria right. who had came into the country. So, you know, that's why you're going to be put on that list, just because of the associations through uh, recent events. So that's why it's just bizarre. But then I also am not sure because with the boulder shooting and columbine both those people like you have these mass shootings with younger people where they didn't even buy the guns they received the guns from other people or steal them so then you ask yourself well all these you know disqualifications and like barriers to get them how much do they help in this extent where if they're just obtained illegally
1: Exactly Sometimes I think we should We should up these Like qualifications you have to get to a gun But it gets into some controversial stuff Like I had a conversation with my friend the, Not the other day This was the other month <laughs> um, Sometimes should we tap into medical privacy Like if a person has thought about committing suicide Or has tried and failed Or if they're depressed, if they're schizophrenic, if they're anxious, if literally all those like can of worms, like you said, that taps into that. Do you think that would be something that could help or? Well, well, hang on, hang on. But before you answer that, I need to ask, do you think we should put more restrictions on who should be able to buy a gun or no?
2: I just don't see the merit it holds and how much it prevents, as you see cities that have way way harsh um, gun control yeah. like chicago where you have shootings literally every couple hours that's oh, crazy you know you can new york too is getting bad where you're having those shootings in broad daylight exactly and yeah. denver too recently which is odd probably not as to the extent of those other two cities i listed but still most cities put, um, you know, the most enforcive gun control. You, mm-hmm. ju- you just see more crime, and, you know, that could be for lots of different reasons. But I would say right now I don't see any, you know, effective, uh, effective uh, evidence that it decreases gun con- uh, to gun-related
1: violences. I will absolutely agree with you. I wish there was an effective way, though. I, I really wish there was, but I just don't think there is without tapping into medical privacy or something like that. And I am a big private person. I mean, we, we talk about it at the gym all the time, where you, you just know that our phone in our pocket is listening to us. And every time we mention something, an ad will come up 15 oh, liters yeah. for it. And I'm just, it's just fucking crazy. I'm like, I just said, that. I was just talking about it with Mocha 15 minutes ago about these sunglasses, and now they're showing up on my fucking feet. Yeah. So. I'm a big fan. No, I yeah, I'm a big advocate for privacy cuz I just don't think it's something we have anymore. Fucking at all. So I think protecting me- medical privacy is fucking crucial. I think we need to keep that. I don't think if you're trying to buy a gun, you know, a guy should be able to tap in if you were in a mental institution for schizophrenia or you were depressed 20 years ago, you tried to commit suicide. I think that's a load of shit. And I think it's also a load of shit if they can determine yes or no off of that. I mean, even with these, you know, these vaccination cards that we're posting all over social media, you know, saying I got vaxxed and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I guess medical privacy is out the window. Go fuck yourself. We're done.
2: There's definitely that's seems to be a trend going towards. Right. I just
1: I don't think there's an effective way to have restrictions, but. I don't think we need restrictions. I think we need to look in the other place because. Encouragement. And encouraging
2: training and encouraging comfortability and knowing how to use this tool. As I feel that's going to be the best, you know, enforcement and effective way to stop crime. As, you know, if everyone has one, or everyone knows how to use one, or everyone knows that there's someone close around who will stop the bad guy with a weapon, with their weapon, that is what I now see as the true way to, you
1: know, combat it. I love that. I think we need to look in the other direction of the people or the person that is holding that gun that got him to that point because, I mean, this isn't all shooters, but most of them were troubled. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go back to um, the Boulder incident. I went to school with this guy, and this guy was constantly bullied. He was constantly being bullied for being an immigrant, mm-hmm. and there was constantly. Just people being racist to him. There was at one point where he just punched a guy because he was being racist towards him, like super racist. And I was like, I think he did the right thing. I think... He was
2: pretty paranoid too. Yeah. Like he thought people were listening to him and like exactly. you know, tracking him. Like and, the school. and it just
1: brings up a good point. I think the person that's holding that gun that decides to... Do these type of crimes? They are very troubled. Whether if it's depression or schizophrenia, or they were just bullied as a kid, or their dad beat him as a kid, it I think it, it has something way more to do with that than we should get rid of, you know, guns altogether, right? Yeah. And just to go back to probably because he had other, you know,
2: this goes back to two things. One the uh, FBI already or CIA whichever one of those had information just on his search histories and like his his um communications through like you know I think it was through terrorist organizations and like just or just propaganda that was being it could searched. Be. I didn't I didn't look too much into it so and I'm just only talking about what I do know. yeah and that's just you know stuff through radicalization and like, you know, then it turns into, well, that's not even more gun control. It can be two things now, just, you know, a troubled individual. But then also, you know, for a certain cause to cause, you know, violence. Exactly. And I don't know why then you have all these things com- compiled and associated with an individual where we have these... Um, defenses like the cia and fbi that look into these things that we willingly you know or forcefully give up our information our privacy so that they can prevent stuff like this from happening so then it's like well that's ineffective too you're looking into these people and you know you have great notice to you know pursue or like reach out or uh prohibit you know potential attacks and you know violence Yeah, you don't and yet we're still giving our privacy away, we're still trusting the government with our information, knowingly that they look at all our search histories, they tap in on us and it's I don't I don't understand why that didn't occur.
1: I was completely unaware of what most you just said. So I don't know how much you do know, but I will ask. Um, do you know how much the government is involved with privacy, like with our phones and stuff? Well,
2: like this was pretty much the big privacy leak and showing that again i don't know that much but i just know main events with snowden Mm -hmm. how snowden released after 9 9 11 where the government was more active in listening in on um listening in on like conversations and the exposure of like you know why everyone puts tape on their um uh, cameras yeah I noticed that I thought that
1: was phony until I got to college
2: no, yeah they they thing. can just look through it and tap it and without the light note or showing you um I mean it's so big now and so accepted it's like all the tactics that were so you know egregious and you know uh, just obnoxious by the government are now used by advertisements and companies to see how to advertise to you so it's like see no evil speak no evil type deal or mm-hmm. you know everything or mostly everything you look up do, even if you're using like a private browser
1: it's still getting sold your data well i don't think what people realize is that it could get so much worse where you don't have privacy at all i mean every time you go into any fucking building they're gonna have cameras so privacy's out the window there but at least in some like in your home like that's the most privacy you're gonna get And in the bathroom. You have an Alexa. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, I think the bathroom's like the only safe haven anymore, and it's only a matter of time before we don't have privacy there. But yeah, you you, you brought up a good point. Like Alexa, I heard rumors about that, and I wouldn't doubt if it's true. So even then, you don't have like huge privacy in your house. But what you don't realize is that can get so much worse to where – have you ever seen Minority Report? Yes. Yes. Yeah, with Tom Cruise where – They give up their privacy and their memories, so the government... To prevent crimes. Yeah, to prevent crimes where they literally tap... it. Like, imagine if you didn't even have privacy to what you were thinking anymore. Like, at least you can think. You don't have to... I mean, if you say it and you're around Alexa, it'll probably be, you know, heard by the government. But at least you can think something and then no one can know about it. Or at least your memories, you know, those are private to you. Or you can make them public on, like, Instagram or something, right? It can get so much worse man to where you don't even have a single thought to where it's private anymore yeah i mean it's now
2: just a it's now just um a bargain that you make where you entrust everyone that you hope the people that do have your information
1: don't use it for bad well you know hackers will use it it's for honestly like reasons. gambling it's like rolling the dice you're like I okay here's Here's all my privacy. Please don't do anything with it. Yeah, it's you know people are content with that. That's a scary thought, man. Well, yeah. the only thing that'll change is if people want it to change. Something. Exactly, and that's just such a tough thing to do. We're so used to our schedules, and at least me, I love my schedule and I love consistency. You're going to be episode twenty-five, and. You know, a lot of people have been like, oh, you'll, you'll give it up. Like, I mean, you'll start, like, releasing on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And I'm like, no, I won't because I love my consistency. The mm-hmm. reason why I release my episodes on Monday and Thursday is because, one, those are my leg days. I do leg day on Monday and Thursday. But it's also because of school. Like, Mondays are just dreadful. And what when I started listening to podcasts, it just made my Mondays go by so much faster. Mm-hmm. And Thursdays is just like, okay – this is like the last day before you know Friday and you know you get you get the rest of the week off and I, I fucking love Fridays yeah. so I love having one last podcast to push you through the week so there's a reason why I release on Monday and Thursday you know mm-hmm. and I remember my last guest he's like well can you just release on you know Tuesday or Wednesday I'm like fuck no dude it's not happening I love my consistency I love I just love my schedule and it's tough when you have to change. Like when I miss the gym, I'm like, oh God, you know, my, my my mind doesn't do the same. It doesn't think the same way. It might think a little more negative. It might think a little more positive. But it's definitely something weird. And I'm like, this is so alienating to me, right? And I just love having consistency and set schedules. So when you, so when the government or whoever tells you you need to change that, like right now, regardless if it's for good or bad, it's it's gonna. It's going to be tough, it's tough to change, COVID and I understand that. I mean, I had to switch from being this active person to getting shut down, and you can't even go anywhere. It was tough, but it's just what it was, Is what we had to do. You're right, and I totally agree with you on the
2: sentiment of you know, set schedules, and you know, it doesn't have to be 100% known, but like, knowing. You know, time and place of where you'll be and how much time you're going to invest in a certain area is just so rewarding as it is, like, you know, stability makes you feel comfortable. Exactly. And, and, you know,
1: not even like the gym where... You know it doesn't have to be the gym it can be school it can be maybe you hang out with your grandpa on we we used to we used to have grandpa Tuesdays oh. where my mom would she would work a double shift and our grandpa would take us out to dinner yeah Tuesdays were my favorite day for the longest time because then we had FCA's fellowship of Christian athletes shout out to coach Zot that really helped me with my religious journey but that's so not important but what's important is you know just having things to look forward to is what i like you know mhm like you and me, we set to have this podcast a couple days ago. I was like, "Bro, I can't wait to talk to Ryan." Oh, yeah, and wait. then yeah, I'm doing another one on Thursday that will be released on Monday, and I am so fucking excited to talk to this guy. He ran from Alamosa, Colorado, to Arvada, Colorado, which is 300 and like 50 miles away, oh, and he man. ran that. And oh my, I'm so excited. I'm actually kind of nervous too because. I feel like he's like a celebrity now, you know, <laughs> but I love having things to look forward to. Yeah, it's, um, and like you said, I really like your just, you know,
2: how you've summed it up, like your schedule when you schedule it. Certain I love consistency. Yeah. But like, even like getting it to like, you know, of course you're going to want, you know, your Thursday stacked up. Cause then, uh, when you're busy, you get through the day faster. And then right after that Thursday, <laughs> you get, <laughs> you get to Friday. <laughs> you can, uh, you know, um, take it easy for the rest of the weekend. So, like, keeping yourself busy throughout that week makes you uh, more aware of how you're gonna get through it. It's fine. There's no uncertainty, and you know, consistency is key.
1: Exactly, and that's what I want to do for the people listening: is have this crutch that you can lean on, which is dumb because it's just you and me having a conversation, but. I'm telling you, when I started listening to podcasts, I was like, this is making my day go by a lot faster. And, you know, I just I hope, you know, for people that are listening, like this is like entertaining for you or else it's helping you get through the week because I know when I first listened to podcasts, that's exactly what it did for me. No, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And
2: especially when you can just you know, it may not be for like me being on this podcast <laughs> just you know if you already have a relationship with me you already have a relationship with me right. but like building relationship with those people it really feels like you're in the room listening to them talk and like exactly. you know, i catch myself in my comedic ones just laughing along with them like a cooper <laughs> <laughs> so and it's like a good time and you know it's better than like you know if i can't listen to music all the time especially if i'm like doing a task yeah i mean that's a that's a mood now for like gyms and maybe drives but Mm -hmm. like you know a good podcast keeps you entertained you can you know just feel like you're doing something
1: else exactly have you ever seen westworld on hbo it's the robot cyborg one yeah it's like yeah it's like the robot cyborg one. okay yeah and if anyone is listening out there and yeah if anyone's listening out there and you've seen it like dm me please because i've been wanting to talk about this probably since episode five because that's when i've been watching it and i had a guest lined up but she said she was just too busy and i just never ended up doing it so it's something that i do want to talk about so if any of y'all seen it please dm me but basically it's this show and there's this theme park but it's not a theme park with rides on it it's It's a virtual, it's not even virtual, it's an actual reality that you go into. Movie sets? Huh? Like movie sets for
2: each, little. like you got a western one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and it's like, you know, Clint Eastwood like in the 1700s with like the trains. 1800s, 1900s? I don't know. So bad, I I, I miss history class, I do. But anyway, so there's these, oh my god, it's been so long, I don't know what they're called now so there's these robots in the theme park and they're kind of like jesus christ never mind this is just dumb because i can't remember because i haven't seen a while needs anyway, a refresher. yeah so robots there's robots in the theme park that have this loop and it's every time a guest visits they say the same line and they do the same thing right mm-hmm. and some and what happens in the show is that some of them get off their loop you know like you know they're designated like speech pattern or something and they just go crazy and basically the parallel that you make is like when people do have a set schedule and consistency like you and me and we have to go off our loop or our schedule whatever we just go crazy well i mean obviously we don't go crazy but like obviously that's it's changing attitude yeah exactly and i'm like oh my god that's so fucking scary yeah. and that's so scary and true Can I pause you for a sec? Yeah. Okay, I gotta go pee. Okay, sorry everyone, I had to pee. <laughs> Ooh, bro, you got your, got your cords tangled there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me shoehorn back this into what we were talking about earlier with the Second Amendment. So we were talking about there's not a huge like list of restrictions. And I think we've decided Well at least I have That I wish there was something we could do about it But there's just Nothing logical that we could do about it With these restrictions right So So this brings me to my point Of this whole Ordeal that we're talking about I think the way to Basically prevent Stuff like this from happening starts with us Um, Like I said before there's Most of these shooters are very troubled and they're fighting their inner demons. And sometimes that's just internal with the way they think. Sometimes it's external, like maybe they were abused mentally, physically, whatever it is. And then, like I said, there's internal factors, whether you're schizophrenic or anxious or depressed. And I get that. I totally do. Because, you know, we're humans and we we fucking go through the ringer. I've been through the ringer. I'm sure you've been through the ringer. We've all had these problems and I'm not saying that ours are definitely like worse than anyone's. I think there's definitely tears like tears of, you know, where the problems lie. And I think the way to somewhat prevent this is maybe not getting rid of guns or anything like that because I think they're they're more beneficial than not, right? I just think on the news we just the news paints this picture to where maybe not paints this picture because the news is the news they're not like you know trying to be controversial at all fuck no the news is just the news but it's definitely we definitely (laughs) you disagree? controversial as in the I don't know.
2: It's always news now, and I don't have any bias towards any news. But like, I don't
1: watch that. any news, so I don't yeah. fucking know.
2: I'd say a lot of it is polarization, just to you
1: know get the views. Right. Maybe I think know. I think the political um, news channels or whatever. Yeah, those are definitely controversial. But I'm talking like nine news and stuff. Oh, and local and, channels. Yeah, yeah, like local cha- like those might be controversial. But I don't know because I told. I've said this a million times and I'll say it again I don't watch the news Mm -hmm. I haven't watched nine news or anything in years because I don't know I'm not seven years old yet (laughs) I don't know I never was interested in the news like okay here's the weather like I'm not discrediting the news either because you know my best friend's mom is a news anchor and I think that's awesome I just have I just don't have any interest in watching it for Mm -hmm. some reason which is so weird um what was I talking about gun control yeah, gun control, and
2: which you're all going. So, gun control can only be fixed with, through my opinion, is going to back to our approach to it, as in <clears throat> we need to familiarize with it and be more comfortable with guns and just the general public. Because when you demonize something, what's always used scared tactics to make things look bad. Mm-hmm. We've to name a few in history you can relate it to like when we had the communist scare you demonize these things so that the public doesn't like them even though they don't fully understand it and then if if you really just look into it and you know familiarize with it you see that it's not you know there's a few instances where there's there causes distress and tragedy and you know Someone argue that you know you don't want any of that and then some would ar- other argue that you know no matter what you do it's going to ha- bad things are going to happen with bad people britain you're not allowed to own a gun what's going to happen uh these truck attacks these asset attacks so it's not it's disabling the bad guys from the weapons it's disabling the good people with the weapons it offends and um you know discourage those acts of because you know, it's going to be the first line of defense in a public area. It's not if a police officer isn't there. You're going to have those good people with good guns to attack, just like in the Boulder, or not Boulder, excuse me, the, um, uh, Officer Beasley, where a good Samaritan was helping him, who
1: also tragically lost his life, to attack the gunman. Exactly. Um. I agree. Absolutely agree. I think and i'll go back to my point where i completely forgot what i what the fuck i was talking about (laughs) um i think it starts with us it starts with you where you just 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 be nice to your neighbor treat your friends your family or your neighbors like your family Mm -hmm. that was fucking dumb but you know what it's you understand what i'm trying to say right like just treat everyone like you would treat like your family. Like regardless if it's your neighbor, if it's a guy on the street, if it's someone next to you, like in the car lane, if it's someone that cut you off. I think it really starts with just being nice to your neighbors and strangers and stuff because maybe they're they're just on the urge of committing crimes like this and oh, yeah. literally just waving at them saying, Hi, how are you can stop something like that. Because I think, and I could be wrong, again, I don't do a lot of research on this, but if you if you ask me why all these tragedies are happening, I think it starts with the person that's holding the gun, with their internal and external demons. And I think when we have a society where we're constantly judging people and bullying them, and I... I remember I was talking to this girl a couple months ago. She was just telling me how awful her friends were to her in high school. Like legit, not physically bullying, but verbally calling her fat, calling her ugly. You know, judging what she wore every day. Yeah, I, that would that would drive me insane. And and I won't name the person, but you know, it she definitely developed a form of depression from that. And I just. I remember when she told me that my heart sank because that's just I can't believe someone could be that ugly to someone else because, you know, it's none of your, you know, I don't think you truly have the right to judge someone like that when you don't even know what's going on, you know, but that does happen. And I think some of the tragedies are because of stuff like that. I think if we're just a little more nice to our neighbors friends family and strangers we can prevent some of these attacks no yes you you know there's should only be room for
2: positivity and you know uplifting especially in you know our communities families or you know a broader scale country because we shouldn't be demonizing or trying to you know neglect each other or yeah. div- be divisive because that gets us nowhere and then that only creates sadly tragedies like we were going earlier to more political machines and you know for more um using it to get a certain stance pushed rather than you know coming together and uplifting each other because that's what's most important that we're there for each other have each other's backs and you know know, just spread
1: positive and positivity. Exactly. That's what I want this podcast to be. And I was iffy about talking about this topic, but it, it needs to be discussed because, you know, we're just all over the place on it. And I think you and I both agree, you know, how about instead of just getting rid of guns, we're just positive another. We're not constantly getting in battles on Twitter and Instagram. We're not bullying, bullying people at school or, just on the street we're not yelling at people to get vaccinated put on a mask or you know you should live this way because of this and that i just i don't find any of this helpful i think if we're all just positive and we appreciate you know each other's company i think i think that can lead to a better tomorrow for how cliche that sounded oh yeah Yeah. and it's yeah like you
2: said all about respect and i truly believe our views even you know like you said it's a little controversial in some people's eyes but our views are fair we
1: understand that we don't know everything we're not right. experts but and but, anyone that disagrees with us i absolutely get it yeah i you were definitely entitled to your opinion and you know i think i think it's great that we you know we have opinions on both sides you know because mm-hmm. maybe that can help us bring us to an inner conclusion yeah it's a open discussion yeah exactly
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Under the Sun. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review to help spread the word. You can also follow Evan for more cool content on Instagram at evan.dixon.22. Until then, we'll see you under the sun. Peace!